Oh, uh, like I like Jorginho, right? He's a decent player, but that he is such a hipster's choice for like these balling like players. Like he's mm. a good player, I get it, he is, but he's not like mate. Declan Rice is better than Jorginho. I'm not having that. Jo- sure. Like Declan Rice is better than Verratti. Declan Rice is better than Rodri. Um, I would say Fabinho and uh, Benson Court. Man. Benson Court. I'm not having it. As someone that plays in Syria, you're not better than a defensive midfielder playing in the uh, Premier League. Yeah. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Footy Fetish Podcast with myself, Alfie, and my boy, Ollie. Yo. Yo, yo, yo. Just us two today. I know. It's a dynamic after, duo. I know. After an eventful day yesterday with, a, obviously, full house. Exactly. Um, more, of a, more of a chilled out one today, just previewing some of the football this weekend. You bleed. Um, how have you been, anyway, Ollie? Not bad, mate. Busy with work. What about you? Same, basically. Basically. Yeah. Same old story. Same old story. But um, absolutely shattered today. Energy levels are low. Not gonna lie. But we're gonna get get through this. Um, Yeah. So the football. Actually, I guess probably we should talk about something just quickly before the football. Um, United's new manager. United Manchester United have a new manager. Yeah. New interim boss. Ralph Ragnick. uh, Obviously, former Leipzig boss, um, who obviously for, uh, oversaw like a lot of their rejuvenation. And, uh, a lot, he over, I know he oversaw quite a bit of their. Um, well, I did a bit of research and uh, overlooked their like scouting and stuff like that for their young players. Obviously, like Yaverners and stuff like that, who played, you know, uh, who played there and um, and yeah, obviously he's uh, sort of made famous of the gag and press style, which obviously has been used by two called Klopp. Uh, Nagelsmann, uh, Hansi Flick, a lot of you know the, the big German, German a lot of the big German, German uh, yeah. managers. Um, so it should be interesting, man. This could be, uh, and I guess not only do they have him for a six-month period, uh, they have him as a consultant for two years after this as well. Once he's up, so that is going to be huge. I think it's just a great move. I think from United, I don't think there's really any risk in it. Yeah, but I think it was a little it's, bit unexpected as well. I don't think he was a name that was thrown around too much. Um, he wasn't one of, the, one of the main names anyway. I was pretty confident it was going to be um, Valverde, but yeah, it did look like that, didn't it, for a little while? But then I guess he uh, didn't fancy it. I guess, or they went with um, Ragnick in the end, which I guess I think. Well, I mean, the potential there is kind of crazy. If he does a good job as well, there's no reason why yeah. he couldn't potentially stay on. But I guess that's probably not going to happen, considering he has that consultant thing in his uh, in his contract. That's it. But, um, but yeah. Good news for uh, Man United. I don't think Bardell knows too much about him. I was trying to... He, he seemed just all right with it, I guess. Yeah, I can't say I knew too much about him, in all honesty. And he really sort I just, of... knew, him that, I just knew that he managed Leipzig. Yeah. And then I did a bit more into him, and I was like, oh, yeah, here we go. Nice. But yeah, he's uh, it could be quite interesting. And uh, talking of them lot, I guess that should be the first... Probably the first game that we... Uh, preview, really. I do uh, just want to say United. one thing before we get right into things. Happy birthday to the footy fetish. Oh yeah, happy birthday. We are, well, when this comes out, we will be yeah, one. If you're watching this on YouTube or one years old. listening on Spotify, Apple Music, anything, it will be one year to the day that uh, the first video came out, the first podcast. But um, if you're watching this live, then yeah, Saturday is the, the one year. But yeah, yeah. happy birthday Saturday to the footy fetish. Yeah, happy birthday, guys. Well, we smashed it. Ollie, happy birthday. We've done it uh, for a year now. Which uh, it's gone quite quickly. It doesn't feel like we've been doing this for a whole year. Yeah, well, uh, I technically haven't been doing it for a year, but, um, nearly a year. You've been but... in, a, in and about for basically a year. Yeah. But um, but yeah, uh, big up. I'm uh, very very happy. Hopefully we can uh, make year two even better. Hit that 100 subscriber mark. Uh, yeah, that's the aim. All right. Uh, yes. Thanks for reminding me because I would have forgotten about that. Uh, um, <laughs> But yeah, we move, we move. Chelsea, Manchester United, Chelsea at home, Stamford Bridge, obviously coming off of a, in a, an impressive 3-0 win away at Leicester, to be fair, even though Leicester haven't been that great. Uh, Chelsea did away with them pretty much and didn't really look like they were going to ever um, lose that game or, or, no. or worry about any sort of result going against them. So yeah, um, a good midweek game as well. Huh? A good midweek game in Champions League. They won 4-0, didn't they, I think, at the yeah. end against... Uh, Thing. And now I'm looking at their. Uh, I mean, they played. They still played Sh- uh, Shalaba back there. 
Um, I know they had Silver and Rudiger, and I know it's a great defence, but the fact that they've got Shalaba, who before this season had barely played Premier League football, um, okay. and their defence is as good as it is, is, is you know, it's a testament to Tuchel and, and, and that style of football that he's got them playing. Yeah, other than um, Timo Werner, all three of the goal scorers were, well, the other three goal scorers were quite young in the uh, Juventus game. Shalaba, Rhys James, Hudson Adoy, and then, yeah, Timo Werner scored in the 95th minute. But to get yeah. that sort of result against Juve as well is pretty impressive to be fair it's not just oh, it's not like they're um, Madrid playing Sheriff or something um, no true big game for them but um, yeah I think they're going to bring that and take a lot of confidence into uh, the United game 100% I think yeah I think this could be quite ugly I know Bard said that he was looking he was quite I don't know I guess excited did he say or something he was looking up for this game I guess off their back of their uh, uh, Champions League win against Villarreal this is a different beast, isn't it? Yeah. I know they obviously got a new manager, but you know, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. How, I just, I don't see them doing much. I mean, they just lost four-one to Watford, and I know they obviously managed to beat Villarreal under Carrick, but you know, there's still the gleam, the, you know, the looming threat that they have McFred in that midfield that is just awful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can't. Your trick can't be to just bring on Bruno. You know, yeah. at 70 minutes or something to inject some life into the game. He needs to be starting that kind of thing if that's what Carrick's trick is going to be. I don't know. You know? That's the thing. You see, last year when they were actually doing a lot better than they were this year, they Bruno was their main guy. He was you wouldn't yeah. dare put him on the bench. <laughs> like he was starting every game. But yeah, he was, he was incredible. Yeah, obviously not so much this year, unfortunately. Yeah, not so much. Obviously now. What United sit eighth on seventeen points, having you know lost their last two games, lost four of their last five. Well, Chelsea, you know they've won four of their last five, and that other that other one was a draw. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think uh, it's interesting. I think um, United. There's always a possibility that United could do well because they got a new manager. You know, he's, he's a good, good manager. They might have some. You know, they might want to. I don't know. They might want to be like you know what. Block out all the noise, you know. Fuck all what everyone's been saying. Let's go out there and put on like a good performance. But I don't know. I just don't see that from the United boys. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Any bets? Well, I was going to say Harry Maguire will, uh, will score and do his shush celebration, but he's uh, got a red card, obviously, so he won't be um, won't be playing the Chelsea game, will he? He'll be out. No. They're going up against the best defense in the league, and then potentially one of the best attacks. And considering they don't even have their two starting strikers, they're still yeah. bagging. And considering three out of the four of their bat line at the moment are also scoring goals, and yeah. Reese James and um, Chilwell, Rudiger. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then Kovacic has got like a sneaky like eight or like six assists or five assists this season that no one's really uh, that exactly. noticed. But um, but yeah, no, I I think yeah, I'd be surprised if anything other than the Chelsea win happened in this game. Um, yeah. They're sure. just going to continue their. Ra- I just I don't see anyone. I don't see them dropping off enough that they're gonna. They're not going to win the league. I just can't see it because I know Man City and Liverpool are right there and West Ham to a degree, um, but like it, they've had injuries and they're still doing this thing. Man City have got injuries and they're not. You know they're not putting together the results they should be obviously I know they won against Everton but you know they lost to us which is a crazy game to lose they can't lose that if they want to win the Premier League mm. um, uh, yeah and I just don't see it Liverpool you know if they get one or two injuries they're done um, we've seen that like big injuries they're done and West Ham how long can West Ham realistically keep this going well yeah obviously they took a loss against Wolves last weekend so um, yeah exactly Yeah, their first loss in a little while I think so who knows Everyone's showing that at the moment that they can be beaten, pretty much. I feel like it's almost like Chelsea, a, really. Yeah, I feel like it's almost like there's. It is a title challenge, but it's like an arm's length title challenge that isn't like maybe potentially a real one. Yeah, yeah, they're still close enough. Mathematically, obviously, everyone's still winning all that sort of stuff, and uh, they are close. But I think, yeah, realistically, it's now just going to be. I think they're probably just going to sort of maintain the gap that they've got. Now I don't really see them dropping that many points. No, I mean either. I don't think so either. Like they might lose an odd game here. They might have like a Burnley result where they're just like they drop a couple points. But yeah, but at least they, they take something away from it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Chelsea took something away from that game, and but obviously people like Liverpool against um, West Ham obviously didn't manage to take anything away from that game, unfortunately. But yeah, Chelsea West Ham will be good this year. Yeah, that'll be an interesting game. Very interesting. interesting. But um, I well, I mean, I'm certainly backing a. Uh, 
a Chelsea win in this. But I am very excited yeah. to see how Man United sort of line up and how they play under Ragnick. Yeah. Uh, well, they've got obviously the, the, like, the yeah. last team to play the last game of the weekend, I think. So they've basically got yeah. the longest out of everyone to sort their stuff out and get to grips with, uh, obviously, new manager and whatever. I'm not sure when he'll be coming in. I assume pretty promptly in terms of within the next day or so he'll be there yeah. holding training and doing whatever he needs to do. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's good. For the, one of the worst pressing teams in the league, they have got the, basically the inventor of the Gegenpress. So, not bad. Not bad move. Not bad move. Right, game two. What is the next game up? It is Man City West Ham at the Etihad. Obviously, Man City, you know, flying high off of their... 3-0 uh, win against Everton and then obviously last night beating PSG 2-1 I think it was in yeah. the end wasn't it? Yeah 2-1 two, one in the end um, and comfortably doing it I think they even though it was only a 2-1 they sort of played PSG off the park um, for, for the majority of the game and you know it, it was kind of embarrassing you know Neymar is the client for Neymar we were literally talking about it on the podcast before the game kicked yeah. off about Neymar being overrated since he's been at PSG and all this kind of thing and yeah, his drop-off was crazy yesterday. Messi was just not involved. Well, Messi uh, scored one goal so far for PSG or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like not... Messi just wasn't involved. He yeah. doesn't give. He just his body language is horrific. His, his heart's not there. His heart's not, not there. Not at all. Right, he, he, mate, he shouldn't he's just have... collecting a bag. Yeah, literally. Yeah, I think for Messi, he should have just stayed at Barca and just not taken a wage. Like as much yeah, as you kind of well, think that, yeah. like, oh yeah, he deserves to get paid and stuff like that, but. If he cool. loves Barcelona that much and he's been there the, the whole of his career or whatever, surely you think he's the type of player that would just go, you know what, I won't take any wage this season. You've paid me ridiculous amounts for every year that I've been here so far anyway. So, Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, it's what it is. Yeah, he tried to sort of make sense of, uh, of that situation and it's just... Yeah. Javi, uh, not Javi, um, what's his name? Um, Dani Alves is on a one euro wage there so it's insane what's going on there like yeah. honestly Barcelona for God's sake is so embarrassing what's going on there yeah um, but yeah back to this game back to the back to the league that matters yeah. um, the Premier League yeah so Man City obviously yeah they're feeling themselves at the moment they're looking pretty good looks like they're going to have Jack well Jack British didn't play yesterday so I guess they're just saving him I don't know if he's picked up any other knock you'd be able to know from your fantasy league yeah, let me have a, a quick gander. But um, I know he wasn't like he wasn't badly injured or anything, um, so he probably could be um, could start. Could be starting. Could be starting. He's fifty percent chance to play at the moment. But normally, I think the the fantasy app will update tomorrow or something and probably give a, a better indication of if he's actually going to start or not. But who knows? Obviously, he's been in the press a lot lately, so that might be. Another reason, personal reasons yeah, why he might be out or something. Yeah, but... I know, potentially, potentially. But um, but yeah, I mean, West Ham obviously, you know, they were playing so well, and then they picked up a, you know, an uncharacteristic loss uh, so far this season to to Wolves at, at the Molyneux, you know, thanks to a Jimenez goal. Yeah. But I didn't actually watch the game, so I don't know how they looked. But um, it's just a, yeah, I mean, for them, is this the sign? Do you think potentially of of the slip? Um, I can't really see them doing too much against City. I think they'll. Yeah. I think they did need to kind of take a a step back a little bit because they were firing on all cylinders, and I think there's only a certain amount of time that you can do that for when you are a team like West Ham. If you're a team like Liverpool, City, Chelsea, whatever, they're used to putting sort of in 100% every time, and um, that they are that sort of team that can do that. A team like West Ham are very much they're kind of new to this this sort of high level of uh, of the Premier League, staying in the top four and competing for European football and all that sort of stuff. So um, they were bound to take a step down at some point, but as long as they don't take a step too far down, then I think, as crossed, they should be able to bounce back. Um, Probably don't think it's going to be against City. Um, Who have they got week after that? Brighton. Yeah, Brighton. Yeah, I can see them getting a result against Brighton, really. yeah, probably a loss against City, I'm going to say, but um, yeah, they'll bounce back up, Brighton. Yeah, I think I think they uh, I think there's no shame in taking the loss against City. I wouldn't know what that's like, especially not this season. Um, you know, you know, it's a win. But um, yeah, no, I don't think uh, the win probability at the moment is 74% to Man City, which is fair enough. Uh, yeah. Most time have a 10% win probability. 
but um, but you never know. Weirder things have happened. I mean, you know, the only thing that's really going to happen to them is that they could potentially drop down to they could drop down to fifth if um, oh wait, actually I don't even know if they could because no they couldn't they they're going to stay fourth just because of your goal difference. Yeah, but we might um, score um, <laughs> like thirteen goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, probably not. Um, but yeah, no. Um, if if yeah, if you beat Newcastle seven nil and Man City beat West Ham eight nil, you're fine. Come on, you're fine, exactly. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no. I I think they'll you know they stay in top four. They re reassess that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Man City, there's no there's no shame in going to the Etihad and, and not winning, taking three points. They are one of the best teams in the world. I mean, PSG did it last night. Went there and didn't couldn't take. Maybe we that means we're better than PSG. <laughs> Maybe. With a, they copied our kit in terms of the colours. Yeah. Uh, everything else they did way better. Yeah. But, um... Slight bit of when, as you say kit, it has just reminded me of something. Brentford have announced that they're keeping the same kit for next year as a um, kind of a gesture to the fans to help them kind of save money, really. Um, save money so... for them to get relegated. Yeah. And they need basically, to. Uh... Basically, yeah. But um, oh. yeah, no, fair play to Brentford for that, really. Um, good to see. But. Yeah, is I it? Think. I like new kids every season. Well, so do I, but I think if it, well, they're trying to, I guess you can well, always argue. Movie, like. Well, you can always argue, bring out a new kit. You know, you don't have to buy it. <laughs> like if you want to not buy it, then you don't have to buy it. But yeah, yeah, I guess yeah, it's what it is. So what are they going to do? Just keep the kit again, and people keep the just same. aren't going to buy it, so yeah. they're going to get no shirt sales because they already have the kit. Yeah, cool. Basically. Good, good, uh, good idea, Brentford. Business. <laughs> Makes sense, doesn't it? Good idea, Brentford. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing I was surprised that American sports don't do more. No. Change their kit every season for the money because that's such an Americanization of a sport. Yeah. Well, I get them all, don't, in NBA and stuff, they've got about 15 million different kits every season with the city kits that they do. Oh, yeah, but they only, do one city, they only do one city jersey yeah. per team. They don't do multiple city jerseys. They only do one city jersey, which yeah. is the only one that's new every year. Everything else is the same. Um, and NFL, they just basically keep the same jerseys every year. Um, apart from, like recently, so a couple of teams changed for the first time in like a decade. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I expect that Man City will pick up the three points here and keep putting the pressure on Chelsea, who, you know, if United could do them a favour, could put City right in the driving seat and then that is just debunked everything I've said earlier about it being an arms right like a you know yeah. a, a title uh, an arms at arm's length but yeah uh, but it could you know you never know you never know but uh, we should talk about your boys actually I guess next because um, obviously Tottenham are playing Burnley and I just can't be asked to talk about Burnley right now <laughs> um, Liverpool Southampton that's also yeah. yeah we'll talk about your boys as, you, as you're yeah. a fan as well we've got, yeah. we've got early kick off on Saturday um, yeah, exactly. it's Newcastle at home I'll let you I'll let you go off on this one. Yeah, well, I'm just hoping we can just yeah use this as a result to kind of just build a bit more confidence back up. Obviously, not a great um, uh, not a great game against Liverpool. Four 0 loss is what it is. But yeah, I'd like to use this game as just another confidence builder. Just yeah, build a bit more confidence, get back into the swing of things again, get a couple of goals under our belt, and then yeah, I think the odds should be in our favour. We're playing Newcastle. Oh, yeah. They haven't done anything really um, of much sort of great importance um, I've literally done nothing they haven't got a win yet yeah exactly so um, yeah things were at home as well so it should just be a, a simple win for us really but as an yeah, I'm fairly fan, sure. I know nothing's simple I'm fairly sure I need to look it up because I put it I did it in the preview that I'm doing for Weldon Sport you can check that out tomorrow that's going up um, plug plug, plug. <laughs> um, I had a stat in there I'm fairly sure Newcastle haven't scored at the Emirates in the Premier League since like 2017 or something so yeah, right, you should then. be all right. And I think you've won your six out of your last seven games against them. I'm fairly sure. I can't something like that. I can't remember. But yeah, so the you know history and and uh, stats tell us that Arsenal should be all of this one. I think you will be. I think it's a good test to see how this young team bounces back. Yeah. I uh, I wrote in my preview today that I do think that Tierney will come back in for Tavares just because of his sort of you know shaky performance. I say against Liverpool, but I think that will be the only change really. I don't think Lukonga. I don't think Lukonga did enough wrong for Maitland-Niles to come in and take his spot. I think he'll keep that. Yeah. I don't know if you agree, but I think you'll pretty much be the same starting team as you basically yeah, had. Yeah, I'd, I'd assume so. Um, I think, obviously, yeah, we can't really judge 
Tavares too much. It is Liverpool at the end of the day. Um, if it were, if he made that sort of performance against Newcastle, then yeah, I think there'd be a lot more questions asked. But yeah, it's Liverpool, a world class team, so I'm not too mad with it really. Um, a lot of um, rumours that apparently. Tierney and Arteta are trying to for, um, find a move out, out of the club for Tierney in January, which I, I don't really understand, to be honest. I don't think we should be getting rid of him or trying to even no, just get him out yeah. on loan or anything. I don't think there's any point. Tavares gets injured and then we end up with what, a class and match or something. You know, left um, yeah. left well, back. Yeah, exactly. So, um, no, I don't think that we should be getting rid of him. No, I don't think so. Uh, it's a bit it, it, that would feel very much like a Martinez, uh, like you know, departure where maybe it was a preemptive departure. I know Martinez was at the team for a very long time, mm-hmm. but you know, when his form actually kicked in, they sort of sold him preemptively, I think, before he could really kick on and show it what he was doing now that he's doing at Villa. Yeah, uh, I think. But then you've got you know, you've got Ramsdale now, so who cares? Yeah, exactly. I think with the Martinez thing, it was. Obviously, he played really well at the end of that season when Leno was injured and everything, and then he obviously wanted more from more game time and stuff. And I don't think that we were prepared to give him that, so he said, "Okay, well, peace out, I'm gone." Um, which yeah, no, fair, fair enough. enough, really. We've he'd been at the club for like ten odd years anyway, um, and yeah. barely played until that point, so can't really blame him. No, for sure. Uh, Newcastle. Well, I guess yeah. Was there anything else you wanted to say on your boys? I think that you. Um... I think that you should get the win here. I'm not too worried about Arsenal in terms. Of, I think that the, the, the Liverpool game was just something that you ha- that happens when you have a young team like this that aren't, you know. Um, Wait, it may be, and it's good for them. Salah for Christ's sake. <laughs> like... Yeah, exactly, and, and and it'll be good for them, you know, because they yeah. they'll be riding high. I'm sure, you know, they had their confidence gone. Maybe, you know, maybe they got maybe they potentially could have got maybe a little bit too confident. And you know this will bring them down. You know, you know they can see what it's you know what it's like when you yeah. play in like. Uh, well, it's a, a lot of um, it's Ramsdale's first defeat, as yeah. uh, and Tommy Asu's first defeat um, yeah. since they've been basically starting. So yeah, it's kind of most of it. Well, a couple of their sort of first defeats and stuff. So I think it they did kind of need that to kind of kind of maybe ground themselves a little bit, kind of. Not bring them back down to earth because I don't think that we were sort of getting no, too ahead yeah. of ourselves. But I think it is a maybe a, a good thing, kind of, kind of like right, kind of yeah. remember where we're at, guys. Like, don't get too ahead of yourselves and think that we're going to be challenging for the title, or whatever. But just because we we're obviously unbeaten for however many games it was about in the league, but then yeah, yeah. that's it. But yeah, I don't think they're going to be too to start, and I think they'll probably use it as a bit more of a as a mot- motivator to sort of yeah push on and. Do Newcastle in really? Um, yeah. One more thing I did want to say about Arsenal before we move on is that there's now a couple of rumours going around that Wenger might be making a return to Arsenal, uh, not as a manager or anything, Sporting but Direct. as yeah, some sort of consultancy or sporting director kind of um, role uh, within Arsenal or anything that's not going to change Arteta's coaching or anything like that. He's very much going to be kind of background stuff, not front of house or anything. So yeah, I think. I'm not opposed to it, and if it stops Wenger pushing this um, World Cup thing, then I'm all for it. Yeah, I don't really. I, I I'm not against it. I think it's a good idea. I just don't get Arsenal. Mm. Like you spent the last however how many years has it been since Wenger's gone? Good question. Actually, probably about five years. Yeah. I would say. He spent like the last four or five years trying to get away from the whole Wenger, like, you know, the way that you used to do it under Wenger and that kind of mm. thing for a new Arsenal. And now you're just going to get Wenger back in as a. Yeah, as I say, I think this is more of a kind of, a, kind of like a, a consultancy, sporting director yeah. kind of role that yeah, we said earlier. It's more of a. That's it. I don't think it's a bad idea. I just think it's a weird one considering what they've tried to do. And yeah. now they just go back. Maybe, That's the thing. If, I back, think. Revolutionise what maybe he's got up to date and has new ideas. You never know. Yeah, that's it. And as I say, if Artes is still going to be the one making all the calls and stuff like doing the training, picking the teams and stuff, it is down to Artes at the end of the day. He's going to take um, Wenger's input, but he might not say, okay, well, yeah, do what Wenger says every week or whatever. He's not going to completely just chuck everything over to him and it won't. um, Yeah, I don't think it'd be too bad really um, I say this is still very much rumours um, there's nothing confirmed or anything yet who knows may, may not even happen mm. no for sure for sure but um, yeah good things good things for Arsenal hopefully they can get a three points this weekend obviously Newcastle on the other hand 
Um, but a bit, bit better, considering, well, the two games that Eddie Howe's been manager, but not actually been pitch side. Um, I guess, was he manager, officially manager for the first, you know, the game where he was in the stands with Amanda Stavey? Uh, I think so. I think yeah. he, he just yeah. wasn't, yeah, he wasn't properly, like, yeah, he Man wasn't on the touchline or whatever. And then he might be this weekend. We don't know. He might not be for COVID, obviously. Mm. Um, you know, and then what are the odds that Newcastle scored three goals in their last game and it was like one of them wasn't scored at least by Alan Wilson? Yeah. Um, that's a bit rude. And Joel Lind scored. Like, yeah. Lascelles scored in the opposition's goal, not his own. Which he, he, did, he did both. Oh, he did. He did yeah. both. <laughs> he scored, he opened up the scoring uh, and then a minute later, Ivan Tony equalised. Arvin yeah. Tony scoring against his old club as well, former Newcastle yeah. boy. Another player that Arsenal are looking at. Yeah, not yeah. Uh, not too convinced of him at the moment. I don't think we should be pushing for him. I think I'd rather go for like Vladovic or something. But yeah, mm. it's what it is. It's interesting because I don't know. I would, yeah, because I thought Ivan when Bradford were playing well, Ivan Tony was playing well. Mm. But now they're not playing well. Like the team, he's not playing well. But yeah, but even it. still, even yeah. when they were playing well, he he hasn't been. What? How many goals has he scored so far this season? What, like two, two or three? Yeah, uh, like, if you just look at like numbers, then yeah. But if you actually look at how they were playing and everything, a lot of it was going through him and 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 Buemu, and yeah. they were linking up really nicely. And he was getting also like, assists, and he was involved in a lot of like pretty much all the build-up play to the goals and stuff like that in some sort of capacity. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I like Ivan Tony a lot. I, I, I think he's class. I, I'd, I'd yeah, love I really him. like him, but I, I think we should be focusing our efforts. Sort of, like, I wouldn't be mad if we got him, but I, the only way I would be is if we hadn't really gone for anyone else. If it was kind of like a go for Valovic or someone and don't get them, and then we kind of like, well, okay, we'll go for Ivan Tony then um, instead. I think I would prefer that. Um, I don't think we should be focusing all of our efforts on, on him. Yeah, fair. I, I mean, I'd rather get Tony than Valovic. I just always would rather go for a player in the Premier League than someone that's not, fair. Um, personally. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, he is, Valovic is a fantastic striker, so, you know, you can't really, I'm sure you won't do badly with him, of course. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, um, I don't know, Newcastle, man. They're, they can have, so they're definitely going to be better going forward, because like we've said before in previous podcasts, Eddie Howe is a very good attacking um uh, manager that's basically all he does he, he doesn't know how to defend so these three goals I I reckon Newcastle could potentially finish the season with averaging two go like two goals conceded in the game I definitely see a world where that's yeah. that because um, they're just so leaky and they have no defenders I mean the, the defender that they're rumoured with at the moment is Connor Cody which I just don't see how that I think it improves them, but I just don't see how that improves them to the extent where they stay up. No, exactly. They should be focusing sort of on bigger and better players, I think. Just younger players, because or, or, I don't know, maybe not younger. I think that's quite maybe quite harsh, but just but it's something better than Conor Cody. Like if you're if you're really trying to stay up, like he's not a bad player by any means, but he's just not the kind of if, defender. In if a... I'm Conor Cody as well, I don't think I'd leave Wolves to go to Newcastle. No, yeah, exactly. Why yeah. bother leaving Wolves to go to Newcastle? Thing, like, new, like I've seen Newcastle fans talk about, it, but they just don't. I just don't get it. Like I don't want to get into the things as well. But have you seen like the Newcastle LGBTQ plus group have left like the Premier League like pride thing? No, I hadn't heard Obviously, that. The ones that oppose the Saudi takeover and all that. I don't want to get into that, but you know. Yeah, I haven't heard that. But um, yeah, selling out and stuff, whatever. But uh, <laughs> nope, you never know. Uh, but uh, yeah. Um, New, I don't know. Newcastle fans just got to be realistic. Not big players still don't want to like, still don't want to touch you with a ten foot pole, um, and won't for a couple of years. Like, no, exactly. Like, We've said this a couple of times in the podcast ever since the whole takeover was announced. It's not going to turn around within like yeah. a season. It's going to take right. a, a couple of years for them to yeah entice a couple of bigger players, bigger name players. And then oh, once that it. happens, it, it's going to slowly get there and get better for them. But yeah, it's not going to happen soon. So right now, where the teams are at, I'm thinking no team, no player worth his salt at Chelsea, City, Liverpool, West Ham, Arsenal, Wolves, Tottenham, United, Brighton, Palace, Everton, Leicester, Villa, and Leeds leave their teams for Newcastle right now. I like I think Southampton, Brentford, Watford, Burnley, and Norwich. Yes, 
Yeah. Rest of the league, no. Yeah, for sure. I like, think out of their the, out of their starting like right now, yeah, out of their starting eleven or maybe their top fifteen players. I'd say obviously there's always going to be like youth players and stuff like that, which probably wouldn't mind going there or whatever just to get more game time and that. But in terms yeah, of actual like starters, yeah, like, like the starters, the ones in and, in and out every week, like the, yeah, the exactly their respective teams, they're not leaving to go. No, exactly. But but Newcastle fans think that they're getting. You know, in crazy place, Tony Cruz and shit like that. <laughs> just nuts, man. Tony Cruz, maybe. Like, you never know with these out. You never know with these players out of the Premier League. What yeah. can happen? We've seen crazy things happen, but players in the Premier League that are seeing it week in, week out. There's going right to be now. players that are going to have seen the movie Goal or something and are going to think of, still think of Newcastle in that sort of light and go, yeah, you know what? Newcastle, they're, they're, they must be like a, a decent enough team. If we're going to go like title winning, uh, that's 1920s. If we're going to go really far. But, yeah, um, only the 100 years ago. If you want to go say, oh, they won the cup, then yeah, okay, they won the cup in the 90s. Yeah. Sick. Uh, they deserve, but they deserve to be a big team, do they? Exactly. Um, but yeah, so that's an argument for another day that we've already had, I think, basically. But uh, but yeah, I think we're back in, back in your boys with a win here. I just don't see... You know they will concede. Everton will concede. Um, Newcastle. Good, good. Uh, Everton. Newcastle will concede. Uh, it's a good chance for um, Arsenal to get their goal tally up this, uh, for this season. Get that, get that um, goal difference going. But, uh, but yeah. Um, anything else you wanted to add to that game before we move on? That's it. I'm on the Arsenal. Liverpool, Southampton, Anfield. I'm hoping that this is like five or six nil. Maybe a nine again. Fingers crossed, maybe a nine. Yeah. But um, but yeah, you obviously Liverpool coming off of their um, who did they beat? Us. Arsenal four 0 of course. Coming <laughs> uh, off that game and then beat Porto two 0 I think it was last night. Yeah. Um, which was a very good, which was a good game. Uh, it looked comfortable. Obviously, we were saying on the podcast yesterday, Mane back um, from his poor, you know, his poor, sort of poor season he had last year, um, doing much much better. Um, Salah doing Salah thinking, goaling, goal or assisting every game basically, yeah, like literally. one or the other, um, or multiple of them. But uh, yeah, it's just a crazy one. I think uh, Liverpool—they're looking so good. They just, but they're not going to win the league. Yeah, literally. I, I, I can't really put my finger on Liverpool at the moment. They are a good team, but I just don't think they've got it in them this year to to, to win the Prem. I, I, I can't really put yeah, as I say put my finger on it properly it's a tough one because they are a very very good team and they probably still have the best starting 11 out of any team in the league mm. but when you get outside of that starting 11 like oh, Oxley Chamberlain's cool you know Curtis Jones is cool but they're not going to be these players that week in week out are going to turn out for you and do and I actually quite like Simicast what he's managed to do while uh, Robertson's been out but he's still not like you know the most incredible left back in the world no um but Robertson is back now, I think, because I think he played I a bit so, yeah. yesterday. Um, so he'll probably start, to be honest. But uh, but yeah, it's um, it's good. I think it'll be easy for Liverpool this game. Like, Southampton, yeah. like obviously, what what happens in Southampton? They lost to Norwich. Yeah, man, like they're just this, they're a disgusting football team. Yeah, uh, you know, Shea Adams and Adam Armstrong are just not Premier League quality no. strikers that are going to survive they're going to give you they're not going to get you um 10 15 goals each yeah i think danny Ings was a was a the perfect sort of player for them really uh he was his premier league material and he was the one basically doing a lot for them uh, he's a in previous seasons striker, 15 to 20 goal season yeah he is, when he's firing but, yeah so i mean um yeah i don't think Liverpool will have too many issues with this game to be fair i don't think they'll probably get out of second gear maybe not even first gear really um, but yeah, obviously the uh, Southampton versus Southampton again. But um, well, it used to be Southampton again uh, with yeah, the players that Liverpool used to steal from Southampton and uh, make them better. But signed Ricky Lambert. Yeah, yeah. Adam Lallana. Lallana. Fine yeah. uh, went the other way, I think, didn't he? Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Because Klein played for both, but I just can't remember if he went from us to Liverpool or from us to Southampton. I think he went from you to Liverpool, I want to say, then to Southampton, then 
back to you. I can't remember. No, he went from us to Southampton to Liverpool to Bournemouth on loan, then to back to us. Uh, there we go. Love it, love it, Kleining. But yeah, no, I just don't see Southampton doing anything in this in this game, and, they, and then potentially dropping down further to potentially 16th, maybe 15th, is, you know, 13th at the moment. Um, Liverpool shouldn't have too much problems dispatching of this team. I think they'll go up to 28. But then, like like I say, like if say if Chelsea, look, what, what we want realistically is neutrals. Sort yeah, sort of neutral. Well, I guess you're neutral when it comes to the title challenge still. Um yeah, you never know. <laughs> yeah, we'll still can you, we'll still can yeah. join up. Um would be for Chelsea to lose, City to win and Liverpool to win because then it'll be Chelsea and City on twenty nine and Liverpool on twenty eight. Which is what we want really, isn't it? Like yeah. uh, I'd like to see all of the top four lose. Obviously not win. And then you'll be still fifth. Exactly. But yeah. a little bit closer. <laughs> If we can get Wolves, Tottenham, United and Brighton to lose and us to win, that means we jump up to sixth. Yeah. So that would be fantastic. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, I think I think that's a pretty easy one, isn't it, Oli? I think yeah. we're going to go with the Liverpool win. I'm going to back another 9-0. Uh, just right that's what I think if it's another 9-0, do you think Hassan Hootel's got to go? Rather, I, so Hassan for it to happen three times he is... Something. He has something on the Southampton owners. Yeah, he must do. He Some has sort of blackmail. Yeah, he has something on him because there's no way he should have survived this far. He's ter- he's not a, well, he's not a terrible manager, but he's not a good manager. Um, and they've only gotten worse. So, mm. and he said they're the best team that Southampton have ever had. I think yeah, last year was their best team because they started last year really strong. Yeah, but, no, but they they do, they start strong and they um, drop off. But this year they just didn't start strong, so you know they're just going to do even worse. Probably Let's get see. relegated. Uh, there's not enough relegation spots. I know there's the most Timbo thing, and we've already said that this is such a bad idea, but there aren't enough relegation spots. That's the thing. Yeah. So there's pros and cons. You relegate five teams, but then you have to promote five teams, and out of the five teams that you promote, how many of them are actually going to be deserving? Like in the fucking Premier League. That's what I mean. Like, How many of the, of the five that you'd have to promote are actually deserving of being in the Premier League and are good enough to be in the Premier League? Probably not many. No, not many. None of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm not looking forward to Bournemouth coming back into the Premier League. I'm really not. Uh, with Scott Parker this time, I think, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Parker, their manager. Anyway, yeah, Liverpool going to win against Southampton pretty easily. And I also think that actually, no, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to back Burnley to beat Tottenham this week. It's at Turf Moor. The last two games, they've been you know decent. They drew with Chelsea and they've drawn with us. Yeah. Um, they have this knack of just hoofing it up the pitch once it gets to that 88 90 minute mark and they get a chance on goal that could either get them the winner or get them you know well yeah get them the winner basically um you know tottenham have been better i guess under Conte. drew nil nil with everton and they beat leeds but not massively impressive beating leeds at the moment considering where they are the goals for tottenham weren't like great like the strike hoiberg was like a it was a scut. It would look like it was a decent. It was okay for it. Tough shot. Yeah. Um, and it was like a weird one that just sort of like bounced and floated into the net. And then Regulon just sort of. Pat- it was a good bit played by Regulon, but bad keeping from Melier. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He sort of just got onto the rebound before anyone else got there, didn't he? And just tucked yeah, it in. Really... Fair enough. I mean, you did did the job, but it wasn't like anything crazy. Exactly. Oh, yeah, I don't think Tottenham have improved great amounts since um, Conte's been there, which is kind of what I hope for, really. Um, obviously, not a fan of Tottenham. <laughs> Never will be, regardless of who they've got as their manager. Um, but yeah, I kind of hope it stays like this, and then Conte's like, fuck, why didn't I wait a couple of weeks and snap up that United job? Yeah, probably. I mean, just Spurs, the thing with Spurs is Spurs will always be Spurs. The, the, the outlier was the good years that they had under Pochettino with Kane and that. That's the outlier. That's mm-hmm. not the consistent. We like they've seem to. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm being presumptuous here, but the ones that seem to have the loudest voice seem to have forgotten what they used to be like. Yeah. And have concentrated just because they've had this. You know, they've had their golden generation, but you did nothing with it. Yeah, exactly. Like, to a Champions League final, great. And then that is wicked. To be fair, to get to a Champions League final is great. It's fantastic. Yeah. But ultimately, it's just ultimately it means nothing. Ultimately, yeah. nothing because you don't have the title. Yeah, you don't get anything for it. You don't get you get a second place bad like a uh, medal. Well done. Yeah, came uh, third in a two horse race and the um, had two opportunities to win the Premier League and they yeah. didn't do it. Exactly. Uh, the Leicester year and the Chelsea year afterwards. 
Exactly. They were. They should have. Well, they shouldn't have um, come third. That yeah, no. in the Leicester year. Somehow, I mean, we managed to get second. Yeah, the last day, wasn't it? Yeah. It was stupid. I remember. It was at uni. But yeah, it was. Uh, it was stupid. But uh, but yeah, I, I just think Burnley are a physical team. They uh, they they've got a bit of class about them as well. They've got a little bit of something about them every now. Like they'll do it like maybe twice, three times a game. Yeah. Maybe there's something cool. I think uh, um, they've, got they've got that hoof that is just so dangerous. Yeah, I think with Harry, uh, Harry, McCoy, Harry Kane at the moment, I think he's firing on all cylinders for England on purpose because he knows that he's not going to be doing too much at Tottenham this year. But he wants to go to the World Cup and stuff. He wants to still be England captain and everything like that. So he's firing on all cylinders for England, scoring goals left, right, and centre. But then he goes to Tottenham. He's a bit like, oh, don't want to be here really. And it just seems like he's he's putting an extra effort for England and not and half the effort in for in for Tottenham at the moment. It's all a part well, of his, his master plan. I think I like the idea of the master plan, and I, and uh, and I'm gonna regardless of what I'm gonna say now, I'm gonna go with you. And that is his master plan. <laughs> it's what I want to uh, believe. All right. <laughs> of course, and I'm gonna, I want to believe it as well. But yeah. uh, I'm gonna back you regardless. But yeah, no, I think that it, I mean even if Harry Kane's not performing, he is England because him not performing is still far better than anything we have anything else we have that are performing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, we have more options for him. We, he can afford to not score in the England team, even though he does, because we have like your Foden, your Grealish, your Sterling's, like yeah. uh, uh, these players that, that that come that come through and, and bag goals. Even like Maguire, I guess you could say Stones bags goals for uh, England as well. So, um, so yeah, I want to see some more Declan Rice long shots in an England shirt as well. Yeah, you get to see him in the West Ham shirt, but you can't really like cheer that on, can yeah. you? Just um, thinking about Arsenal, uh, not Arsenal, um, the England striker situation at the moment. Slightly going sort of off topic, but in terms of the people that we had access, or the people that we kind of were sort of uh, rumours to be going, obviously to Euros last year and everything like your Calvert Lewin's, your Bamford's, everything like that. That they sort of the, the younger Donnies, they're all basically injured this year, and yeah, they haven't. Obviously, right. they've not really been playing. They've they've had injuries and. Do we really want to be taking those sorts of players if they're going to spend the majority of the season injured? I'm not sure how long it's going to be until Cavalier and Bamford are back, but um, the only other sort of option we've really got at the moment is um, uh, I forgot his name, Abraham, Tammy Abraham, who's uh, obviously do, doing well at um, uh, Roma at the moment. Yeah, I like Tammy actually. Uh, Watkins is not too bad; like he's been yeah. okay. No, he's go. Right, yeah. David Omalabu. He's, play, he's tearing out for the Palace under 18s again, so we can put him in the England team. Fuck it. Yeah. Uh, Bring back Jamie Vardy. Bring him out of retirement. Um, I'm trying to think of other English strikers. Yeah, there's not a huge amount at the moment, I don't think. No. Oh, we've got the rap kid here. Yeah, Tammy uh, Lit. Tammy is lit. Nice yeah. one. Uh, drop any strikers that we might be thinking, that we might be missing. I'm English strikers. Um, yeah, he even tracks back. He does, he does. But I think you'll be like, yeah, if Bamford and Calvert-Lewin aren't back or aren't kicking before the end of the season, I think it'll be like a toss-up between Kane, Watkins, uh, Tammy, uh, um, and then maybe Ings, if Ings is doing well again. Yeah, the Raps just said, is Ings injured? Uh, no, I don't Ings think he's injured not. at the moment. He's just not really doing too much at uh, Villa at the moment. Yeah, it's more Ollie Watkins at the moment for Villa. Um, so. Which is fine by me, because he's another English striker, but whatever. Exactly. Will can't convert back to the British, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. No. He could play. Mikel Antonio, but no, he can't. He's been playing for Jamaica. Yeah, they got they got a good player there, Jamaica. But they also got Leon Bailey, Jamaica. It's not a bad team. Yeah. But yeah, so I think I'm back in Burnley. What about you? Are you going to back Burnley? As well? Yeah, I'm going to back Burnley. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I, think Burnley. They, I think they'll do a job. Let's talk about the best team in the Premier League. Crystal Palace. Maybe we spoke about Arsenal. We're playing Aston Villa. I'm ignoring you. We're playing <laughs> Aston Villa. Ellis Park. Um, obviously, last game out, we it was a weird game because we just didn't really like the one. The thing that we've been doing really well up to this game was defend, barring the Chelsea first game when we were still finding our feet. Uh, um, yeah, we just didn't defend well against Burnley. Uh, set pieces has been a bit of a tale of the season. We haven't defended really well, but it really showed in the Burnley game. Mm. Uh, and that was our downfall ultimately. But you know, going forward again, 
good. Benteke had one of his, you know, be better games in a Palace shirt I've seen in a long time getting the brace. Um, Mark Gay getting his first goal for the team as well is not good. Is good. Uh, Joachim Anderson obviously picked up that knock in international duty. Seems absolutely fine. Um, so that's always great. Obviously, James McArthur is the big loss um, for six more weeks with the uh, hands. Yeah, I used injured. to like him. Um, great player, solid player, um, very fair player. No, that's not at all. Say about him, very fair, very nice, very fair. Um, no, no, but he, he, it's going to be a big test for Vieira. I'm kind of excited to see how he copes because James McArthur has been such a dog for us so far this season. He's been a big part of why we're winning games. And now with, you know, Eze looks like he, he was back for the Burnley game, but didn't bring him on, which was a very smart idea from Patrick Vieira because that, that's not was a game you want to bring Yeah, he was on the bench. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I saw that bench, we had Eduard, Olase, Eze and Schlupp on the bench. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, it's nice being able to look at your bench and be like, oh, yeah, quite I was like, pleasantly surprised. Fucking Marouan Shannak and Fraser Campbell on our bench. Like, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, now it's Huge now it's players, huge players. Yeah. And like, um, oh, who was the Don that used to play for QPR that played for us? Arch was, I think, it was his surname. I can't remember. But yeah, anyway, he he was another one that I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, I uh, I feel good about this one. Obviously, you know, we'll, we'll get onto Villa in a sec. We'll talk about more about that. Um, if, yeah, um, we would you think that there's potential that they kind of change up the formation a bit and as they starts instead of having MacArthur. Uh, I I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if he started the same midfield that played against Burnley with Kiarte, mm. Milovic, and Gallagher. But I think I don't think Eze will start personally. I think Eze will come off the bench because Vieira seems to do. He's not. He doesn't throw players in once they've come back. You know, once they're you know he gets them gradually involved and stuff like that. Yeah. And Eze will be a fantastic player against Villa to bring on at 60 minutes with Olise maybe. I think the front three will start will be Eze, uh, will be Zaha, uh, Benteke and Eduard. I think that'll be the front three that start. Um, but Eduard was only dropped for IU for the Burnley game because he picked up a slight little something for the game uh, for the day before in training. So that's yeah. why he was on the bench. But um, he's been training completely 100% fine now. So I think Eduard, yeah, that front three will come in. Uh, and then the back four will stay the same with Gaeta in goal. So I'm not too worried about that i just think as they all come off the bench for now but i think in the future no i think the 4-3-3 is what he really likes but i think you might see as play on the right or the left yeah um because he has done that before again uh with roy under roy as well yeah. i would like to see him in the in, obviously in that like number 10 position but it just doesn't not maybe we could play a 4-2-3-1 but then that doesn't lend itself to gallagher no, so exactly. so i don't know i think he'll stay with the 4-3-3 and then yeah, I don't know. But then when MacArthur's back, he's straight back in that team, 100%. He's even getting offered a new contract, I've seen. I've yeah, seen. doesn't surprise um, me, really. Doesn't surprise me at all, which is, I'm very happy. Um, very the Rap Kid has said, how think do you think, uh, how, sorry, how think do you think, how good do you think Eze will become in the future? Um, I think if we've got anything to go off of what we've seen, I think there's no reason why he can't be, you know, levels. But I, I think in terms of, like, where he'll, I don't know if he'll be, like, a, I think he could get to a point where he's like a, you know, where Foden is now, not yeah. where he's going. Yeah, like, yeah. Foden's still Foden... got a long way to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the levels that he could get to is just unfathomable yeah, right now. Ridiculous. Like you never know, it could get it could get unreal. I think Eze could be a very very good striker. I think he'll end up at a top top four team. Mm -hmm. um, I think he'll end up in the England team. Um, it's just he's so silky. I've not seen a player glide across the pitch like he does when he's got the ball it, it looks like he's barely touching when he's got open space in front of him he just glides with it. it's like the ball stuck to his foot and the turns man that's why i was slightly worried about this achilles injury because obviously on the turn that's gonna be harsh on the turn but his turning is just so silky his um his passing is fantastic he's a he's an absolute baller i think he could be a top top player um and hopefully stays at palace for his entire career and, and we move up the ranks but oh, you never know ends up being another zaha you never know. But I mean, I think Eze will be a player that we look back, we look in a couple of years' time and we're selling him for like 70, 80 million. Yeah. I think, that's, I think that's what he'll be. And I think Olise will be another one, but we end up selling him for like a bag, like 80 to 90 million, I think, as well. Um, I just think he's, he's special, that kid. I think Olise, I think, will end up better than Eze and Zaha. Um, I just think, um, obviously, Zaha's our guy at the moment. But. Um, He's yeah. also asked a couple, or said a couple more things. Uh, yeah, the passing sense that Voden has is so amazing. Unlike the other English youngsters, 
Like who? Jude Bellingham's a baller. ESR, Saka. Smith Rowe can pass the ball, yeah, he's got a nice little ball. Saka, I wouldn't say is passing. No, he runs at players. He runs at players. I'd say passing-wise, I think Emil Smith Rowe, I think Eze's got a good pass, and Foden. Conor Gallagher's got a bad pass, but he's not one of his like big traits. His traits is more on the... Uh, his, his shot is pretty good and his just positioning and his pressure like he's more of an off-ball player which is where he's super super effective but yeah. he is also great on the ball as well Trent as well Trent can ping a ball yeah Reese James he can play he can ping a ball yeah said um, so yeah he's got some good passing players Rapke said yeah but I feel Foden will um, play amazing in a, in a great Barca team I think yeah he, he definitely would have done I think but the way Barca are currently I think yeah, they need to make a lot of changes and sort whatever financial in- troubles they've got at the moment. They need to sort that out before they start trying to uh, sort of go for a player like Foden or something. 100%, 100%. And uh, I'm kind of interested to see how you rate Bellingham. Because personally for me, I think Bellingham will be the best of the lot. I think uh, out of Foden and all these men, I think Bellingham's going to reach the highest heights. Um, yeah, I'd like to see that. I'm kind of it. half... Not, I'm not worried, but seeing obviously... The kind of transition that Sancho's had from Bundesliga to Premier League, I'm, I've, I have small concerns that that might happen to Bellingham, but I think that very much just depends on where Bellingham ends up in the Premier League. Yeah, I hope he ends up at uh, maybe not the Premier League. If you're going to stay in Germany, just go to Bayern Munich, bro. Yeah. Just go to Bayern Munich and have an amazing career. Win all the Bundesligas, win a couple of Champions Leagues, and and just come back and play. That's the thing is, do that, bro. It's I think it's smart, every bro. English youngster's dream to play in the Premier League and, and win the Premier League. Though it's of course, yeah. as much as you think, oh yeah, I can go to the Bundesliga and live the dream over there. But the Premier League is is the best league for a reason and it's why so many great players are, are attracted there because it's it's, hey, it's fantastic Liverpool um, Liverpool right what they should do is they keep Fabinho but what Liverpool should do is they should fork out probably going to cost you around 200 million altogether go get Bellingham go get Gallagher and have them as your two midfield two sitting in front of uh, uh, Fabinho for the next however long because yeah. that would be in Klopp's system, oh my god, yeah, that'd be outrageous. Uh, said, I think Foden's going to be the best of the lot. Sancho, Sancho won't be as good as Sterling, but he won't miss as much. I think Bellingham will be great too if he goes anywhere except Man United and the Serie A. Um, I don't think Rice will become um, that great either. Become that great, yeah, become that he's, great. He's, he's pretty good at the moment, but I can sort of see where he is. I'm not sure how much better Rice will get. Because he's pretty great. Yeah, so I mean, he's he's good now, but I'm not sure how much better he'll get. I think he'll probably stay at the sort of the level he is now, which is a very good level I'll anyway. Be the best defensive midfielder in the world. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, off the top of your head, who else is there? Like, like I think it's, I, I it's, it's tough because Rice is obviously playing at West Ham. I think it's kind of if you were to see Rice at like a, a top club or technically West Ham are a top club at the moment but if he were to be a yeah a City or a Chelsea or something like that I think he, like, he could fit in well at Chelsea but Chelsea are just they've got unbelievable amounts of CDMs at their disposal at the moment so yeah yeah who knows um, he said I do like that Gilmore guy though um, he's got a long way to go Gilmore um, I think he's been trash so far at, um, at Norwich uh, yeah. But compared to uh, other top DMs, he's not that great. Fabinho, yeah, Casemiro, Gilmore. huh? Oh, is, he, is this who he's talking about for me? No, he was talking about Gilmore. He said, but compared to other top DMs, he's not that great. Fabinho, Casemiro, um, Ben Tacker, um, Jorginho, Verratti, and Rodri. Oh, like I like Jorginho, right? He's a decent player, but that he is such a hipster's choice for like these balling like players. Like he's mm. a good player, I get it, he is, but he's not. Like, mate, Declan Rice is better than Jorginho. I'm not having that. Sure. Like, Declan Rice is better than Verratti. Declan Rice is better than Rodri. Um, I would say Fabinho and Benson Court, man. Benson Court, I'm not having it. As someone that plays in Syria, you're not better than a defensive midfielder playing in the uh, Premier League. Yeah, he was comparing uh, those Rice. those players to Rice, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think Declan Rice is better than. I think only really the one that I would say I would 100% want over Rice is Fabinho. Yeah, 
Rodri maybe actually. Rodri is a bit of a yeah, he's been doing bits like, at the moment. Beasts and even though Pep's like... been uh, singing his praises quite a lot, um, yeah. saying that how he's not a flashy guy, doesn't have tattoos, doesn't have fancy haircuts, doesn't have unbelievable amounts of nice cars and houses and stuff like that. He just he's a the perfect sort of central CDM or, or centre mid, just where he just comes in, does his job, and goes again. He's not there for all the flashy side of things, um, which yeah, I yeah. I write that. I think a lot of the some of the best like Kante as well, a unbelievable CDM, and he's very the most humble player you probably ever meet in your life. He still it's drives around in a Mini Cooper for Christ's sake. It's a humble position. Exactly, uh, no, I think I it probably is to be fair. Declan Rice is a beast, man. Yes, hundred uh, percent. We have gone massively off topic here. Why, yeah, I know the big reason why West Ham are, are where they are is because of Declan Rice. Like yeah. they're not where they are if they don't have they like Sushek's been decent, but Rice is that man like in that that, that sits yeah, back. Rice and Antonio I think have been their two key players this year. How much did he boss up players during the Euros? And this is the world's best players. He bossed up everyone that he came across in that Euros. Yeah. Um so yeah, no, Declan Rice is uh it, yeah, top top tier, top tier. But we we annoyingly that's taking us off traffic because we are gonna have to wrap up six. We've got uni. Um, annoyingly, I've got to go eat you know, quickly beforehand. But uh, Villa Palace, obviously Villa under Gerrard, you know they they had a really good win for them uh, at home against Brighton. I know obviously their goal, both goals came in you know within the last like six minutes of the game, but um, you know it's a good win. They they looked very you know they looked. I know Brighton was dominating the game basically, but yeah they looked okay for, you know for a first game under Gerrard. Yeah, yeah they didn't do badly to be fair. I think Brighton did. Um controlled majority of the game but it was just when it obviously mattered Villa did what they needed to do and got the goals yeah As the, the one thing that I do I am glad about this game is at Sellers Park I think that that lends itself to us heavily yeah um, I think it's going to be a tight one because I was you know I, I don't while they didn't necessarily play well they still beat Brighton 2-0 you know it's a good result so and with the James McCarthy thing we don't know how big that's going to be uh, I'm still backing the boys to win obviously but it could be a, a tight one. What would you think? Yeah, um, I can see a draw here. To be honest, um, I, can see well. I'm, I'm, I can't really put. It's hard to say with Villa because yeah, they did have a good game against Brighton and everything, but see, very new with um, Gerrard. Um, I think Palace have got probably more about them, but if, I think there's just that bit of a question mark around Villa. You don't know if this if the. If, um, Gerard coming in is going to have really shook things up and proper given them a bit of motivation to to get more decent results. To be honest, but if you if if it's any similar to the Brighton game, I think you guys will be all right. Just because I think they won't be able to last the eighty-five minutes before yeah. eventually getting um, obviously getting a goal. Um, I think you guys are a lot more clinical than pressing. Brighton are. So. Far better than Brighton's pressing. So yeah, hope knacker about. And that kind of thing, you know, while they're on the ball, Call, force them to make mistakes if they're going to play out with Mings and that kind of thing. Force them to Definitely. make some mistakes, which we we've seen that we can poach on. So Definitely. yeah. Um, two six. Uh, Rack has just said, oh, "Wait, are you guys in college on RN any of you engineers?" No, um, Alf's doing a postgraduate course thing in sports journalism or journalism in general. Um, I work full time, and no, neither of us are engineers, unfortunately, or fortunately. <laughs> I'm afraid not, my man. I'm afraid not. But uh, I, yeah, definitely not in college, man. That was a long, long time. That ago. was a long time ago. And nearly, yeah. Well, I've got nearly ten years ago now. And you uh, think about it, oh, which Jesus is actually Christ. Christ. Right. <laughs> right uh, Jesus Christ. Right. We'll cover one more game. We'll do the Leicester City Watford game, mm. and then we'll call it a day. Yeah. Uh, Leicester and Watford. This is an interesting one because Leicester, obviously, coming off the back of that three 0 uh, loss to Chelsea, where they did not look good. And you know, it's been a few games now where they have really not looked good. Um, whereas Watford are this, I don't know, they're this like, you know, enigma sort of team where they're just, you don't know what you're going to get. Obviously, they scored five against, they conceded five against Liverpool, then they go score five against um, uh, against Everton, then they lose two close one nils, I believe it is, isn't it? Yeah, one against us. Yeah, and then one against Southampton, and then they come out and smack up. Man United 4-1 like yeah I think they were kind of lucky to approach Man United when they did because um, I think they were very much sort of at the the end of their tether with Ole and everything at that point so it was a good result for them I think they definitely needed it Um, 
But yeah, they seem to be, yeah, still 16th, but slightly better, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah, true. Um, I just, yeah, and then obviously uh, Leicester, yeah, I don't know, man. They're just, Brendan Rodgers got to be on the chopping block soon if this keeps, let alone getting the job at bloody Man United. He's going to have to, you know, his seat is getting very hot. Yeah, very hot. For sure. Yeah. Uh, the Rapkin has just said, Alfie, you're baby-faced. I thought you were all freshers. <laughs> no, Alf's 26, I'm 25, so uh, a long long time. I love the baby face. Man's good. I'm going to look mid-20s when I'm in my 30s, boy. It's going to be bliss. I reckon for you it's just going to be overnight. You'll wake up one day and you'll just look old. <laughs> no, 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 no. You look at me old man, man, but he doesn't look like he's age. He looks young. Um, a lot of my family look pretty young, to be fair, so hopefully we can keep that, keep that going. Leonardo I can't Vincent. Which, which definitely helps. Um, or a cab, but it's just not, doesn't it doesn't join up, which is very frustrating. <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, just off the top of your head, how you're feeling right now? How do you feel? Uh, what do you think this uh, Watford? Um, mm. it's obviously at Leicester, but that has proved that it doesn't really matter that much. Yeah, um, I don't know. You know, I think it could be a draw. Yeah. Um, yeah, because there are a lot of questions being asked about Leicester at the moment, but there's also probably a fair few questions being asked about Watford because they're they are quite up and down. Massive question mark, but they're frisky as hell, man. They stay in games and they can, uh, yeah, they stay in games. Like they showed that against you guys, they stay yeah. in games they did against Southampton. Obviously, this one they you know they went. Did they go down? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, no, they were 2 0 up at the time. Oh, no, they were 2 0 up. up. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's probably think about another game they were involved in. But yes, uh, so they stay around in games, and, and Leicester are very susceptible to late goals. Um, and uh, and yeah, and uh, either not winning or, or, or giving up the game when they have it in their hands, you know. 2 0 up against us, then they go and lose that game to, uh, they go and draw that game to all at the end. It's just not what you should be doing, do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you're Leicester anyway. But uh, but yeah, I I'm gonna go with a draw. I think I think Watford gets some sort of an upset. They just they're too. I don't. I wouldn't bet on Watford this season. You just don't know what you're gonna get. Like it's yeah. just it's it's a tough one. But, Definitely. Um, I think it'll be one-one or a two-two. I don't think it's gonna be a goalless. Yeah. No. Me neither. I think it'll be like a yeah, two-all or something like that. I could really see that. Right. Yeah. For the last couple of games. So for the I'm just gonna go Brentford Everton winner. Or draw? Uh, maybe another draw, to be fair. They've both been not great recently. Yeah, I'm literally... I'll figure the same thing, man. A draw in that game. That could be a nil-nil. Yeah. Uh, Norwich Wolves. I think Wolves, Wolves are going to yeah. right, win by like three, I think. Mm-hmm. And yeah, take all three home. Three points back from Carrow Road. And then the last one. A game that probably really no one cares about. Yeah. Brighton versus Leeds. Even the Brighton people that even though most of the fans that um that go to Brighton aren't even Brighton fans. Yeah. So they're uh, just uni students. That... Yeah. But yeah. yeah. They do the they have the sharing season ticket thing so you can they can share their season tickets with other people. That's why they get these people that just want to go down for the weekend. Yeah. Um, to, I know you don't use Twitter but I'll have to show you this thing because it is a see it's a thread of these Brighton uh, like podcasters talking about how shit the Amex is and the, and the uh, like the atmosphere and everything is just so poor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite funny. But Leeds as well been a, been horrific, just losing their last game against um, against Spurs. I genuinely see another draw here too. I don't think there's much between these last couple of games. I think they're all just equally as bad as each other, really. Yeah, or I know that Rafinha, each other. Rafinha and Rodrigo are back for Leeds. Oh, okay, I should have Mope back now. So he's not really been doing much anyway. I think it's just a one all. Yeah, I can see a one. Yeah, I just, yeah, I can't see anything happening. But I think, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Palace are going to pick up three points, though. That's what matters. Arsenal Palace will pick up three points, and then hopefully the teams around us could not, so we can move up the table. Exactly. Well, you could not move up the table. You can stay where you are, but you're closer. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, we have one last question from uh, the Rap Kid saying, "What is the most meme club in England?" Uh, I, I think it's a toss-up between the two North London teams. Yeah, I was going to say it's well, yeah. something in the war in North London. It just makes you an absolute memeable club. Well, I, th- I think 
United have, at the moment are a bit of a meme of a club just because of obviously the situation that they're in but I think they could very quickly turn things around I think that the Arsenal were less of a meme club than they were uh, to, at the beginning of the season because it was just all talk about Arsenal being how crap we are and because we had such a terrible start to the season but I think we've turned that around now and we are less of a meme club but I think in general if we're not talking about right this second over the last two or three years yeah Arsenal and Tottenham I think are the two biggest memes of a club the North London boys I think yeah I think for the general fans I think it's Arsenal and Spurs for the ones that just you know maybe don't look too deep into there but I think if you go deeper and your knowledge in football goes deeper I think Watford are a very memed club Mm. Um, with the fact you know how they they're they're quick firing at the hip of their managers and just going up and down up and down um, Everton are memed for their horrific transfer business and the fact that they have all this money and do absolutely nothing with it. I think Norwich, uh, not Norwich, um, Newcastle have been a bit of a meme club at the moment since the takeover and stuff. Yeah. And Mike Ashley yeah, being, being in charge was a bit of a meme, wasn't it? Joel Linton spending 40 million on him was a bit of a meme. Steve Bruce is the manager. It all just equals one big meme, doesn't it? So, exactly. yeah, I think I think that's about it. But that was a nice way to finish off the, uh, finish off the pod. Exactly. I like it. I like it, but um, yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks for joining me, Ollie, today. No worries. Yeah, uh, Saturday for y'all on. Well, I mean, yeah, Saturday today, I guess for y'all on Saturday uh, for y'all on Spotify and uh, YouTube and Apple Music and that. But um, for anyone watching this that maybe <laughs> um, maybe missed it, uh, yeah, um, yeah, it'll be out on Saturday for if you missed any previous bits that you might want to see. Um, but yeah, we uh, we appreciate you all for being here with us. As always, you know where to follow us. It's above us right now. Yeah, right a little there. line above us with all you know your Twitters, your Instagram, Foodie no, Fetish your, podcast. your Facebook, your Spotify, your Apple Music, your YouTube, all that. Go follow us. Um, we really appreciate it. We're trying to hit 100 followers. Well, I mean that'll be next year. Well, I mean we still want to do it this year if we can. But um, <laughs> the goal to the end of next year is to hit 100. So make sure you follow. If you know people that like football, make sure you just give you know say, oi, got a podcast for you. Exactly. Do you have a footy fetish? I think a lot of people have a footy fetish. So, you know, come join us and, and talk about your footy fetishes. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, but thanks yeah. uh, for obviously Rapkid as well for asking quickly questions and getting involved. We uh, appreciate it. Always, uh, we're here for it. Yeah, boy, we always love having you around, lads. So, yeah, we will see you soon and peace. Bye.